All right, welcome back to another week of the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. It's week 10 of the Texas high school football season. I'm Alex Miller from the Eagle, joined by Abigail Ochoa, our trusty high school sports reporter. Abigail, it's Wednesday afternoon. It's cold. It's starting to feel like football weather. How are we doing today? Yes, it's a cold one. I, I love this weather. Um, it pairs very well with football season, so I'm really excited. Also, we have some great games this week, so even better. Yeah, we've honestly got the game of the week in the entire state between AM really, and Consolidated yeah. and Huntsville. And at the small school ranks, they're coming down the stretch, and we've got some district championships to be won. So yeah. uh, we've got a lot to talk about today and break down and look ahead to. Uh, but first, Let's look back at last week. As always, we always do that. Um, let's we're gonna we're gonna hold off on discussing Rudder and their uh, district opening loss. Yeah. Later in the program, we're gonna have Josh Criswell. He's the sports editor at the Huntsville Item. We're gonna break down last week's game between Hunter Rudder and Huntsville, <laughs> and we're gonna look ahead to the Hornets taking on Anum Consolidated this Friday. But speaking of the Tigers, let's start with AM Consolidated. Last yeah. week, they opened district play with a 56-0 win over Lamar Consolidated. Honestly, it was an all-around strong effort for the Tigers. They had a balanced attack on offense with Sutton Lake and Keyshawn Thomas on the ground. Kyle Willis, he was efficient again throwing the ball. And Consol's defense, they were stout. That's the second straight game that they have held an opponent scoreless. That's nine straight quarters without a point that's pretty big for Consol's defense they made some big red zone stops at the end of each half for some key turnovers had a fumble recovery for a touchdown at the end of the game you know this is a dangerous Tigers team and we'll get into it here in a bit but big one against Huntsville this week you know Abigail the Tigers are on a roll and here they come this is kind of the game of the season for them early on in the middle middle of the year Completely. And, you know, um, I think we all anticipated that they would, you know, beat Lamar Consolidated, um, just looking at the matchup um, before beforehand, but um, they really showed out. I mean, you, you have two shuts out, two shutouts um, in the season. That's pretty scary for any team to be going up against that defense after last week's game. Um, and then, you you know, on the offensive side, um, you got a quarterback who's pretty smart and, and um, you know, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, when he is throwing, but then you also got, you know, a guy like um, Sutton Lake um, who can not only catch the ball, but can run really well for them. Keyshawn Thomas, like you mentioned, um, also on the ground. Um, so really scary um, team, you know, when you're coming in to face them, obviously they're going to play Huntsville who um, we saw um, how they could stop Rudder. Um, Rudder's offense a little bit, but I think, you know, Consol really has a strong defense that they can lean behind and also a really strong core um, offensively um, that'll, you know, it'll make for a great matchup. And we'll talk about that later, obviously, with Josh, but um, it, it'll be a good one really early, too, in the season. I mean, come on. Absolutely. Consol number three, Huntsville number 10 in the 5A Division two rankings in the entire state. And Abigail, if I'm not mistaken, you've got a story coming out later this week on uh, Consol quarterback Kyle Willis. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be on Friday's paper. Um, I talked to Willis a little bit about um, 
kind of replacing Gage Paul and um, how that's been and how he was able to learn from him a little bit. Obviously, we've seen um, that he learned something or that he, he's doing great um, so far this season. So he talks a little bit about what's working for them, the team chemistry, um, which we're really starting to see, I think. Um, they really have a good rhythm going. So, yeah, that'll be on Friday's paper. Awesome. Well, keeping it rolling, Brian, they were in it in the first quarter. It was only 6-0 to zero against Temple on the road. But, unfortunately for the Vikings, the things fell apart pretty fast there in that second quarter. Temple had four touchdowns in just over five minutes before the half, and that was killer. Brian had a couple turnovers. Temple had some really good field position. I think all their drives started in plus territory. That's a tough loss for Brian. They went on the road and got beat pretty bad, but, um, you know, they're 2-1, and one, and they've got a big home game against Belton. We'll get to that in a minute. But, Abigail, you know, what what did you see from the Vikings last week? I know you weren't there, but what, what, do yeah. you, what do you make of their loss to Temple? Yeah, and, you know, we saw that they won against Harker Heights, obviously, um, to start the season, which was a big win for them um, either way. We knew that they were coming on the road against Temple, which is always a tough team, um, in a tough district that they already have. Um, They'll, they'll keep it going with the, the games in the next two weeks. Obviously, don't get any easier. Um, but we've seen Brian. Um, I guess what surprised me was maybe their defense. Um, you know, they were able to keep it close um, there in the first quarter, in the first half. But, um, uh, you know, something I was obviously missing there on their defense. Last week, we saw them really, they turned over the ball. They put pressure. They stopped a late quarterback. Or they stopped a late touchdown pass. Um, you know, to the end zone. So, um, you know, maybe an off week for them, but um, that was really kind of surprising to see that that they weren't. Obviously, Temple's a great team. So, um, but yeah, I think their defense maybe um, fell a little short here. And College Station Cougars, they played on Thursday last week, cruised to a 49-7 win over New Caney. Abigail, you were there. What did you see from the Cougars? And we won't really touch on them here in a bit because they're off this week before their big yeah. showdown against Lufkin. But Cougars kind of in a nice spot now after uh, losing that district opener to Magnolia. Yeah, pretty nice. I mean, they have they had two wins, you know, against New Caney Porter, then New Caney um, on the road. Um, what I really wanted to see from the Cougars this week was like an all-around effort from them. We saw their defense maybe win a game. Then we saw their offense kind of show out a little bit. But um, I kind of wanted to see it all come together, and it really did on Thursday, I think. Um, the defense almost had a shutout. I mean, New Caney scored that touchdown in the last 45 seconds. Um, and, you know, that just happens when you've been playing a football game for, you know, however <laughs> many hours at that point. Um, so, but their offense really came together. Um, you had Huff, who was throwing pretty well. Then you have Marquise Collins and Roger Brown, who um, we hadn't seen really too much of in their quarter win. Um, they did get a touchdown, I believe, in that one, but we didn't see them really kind of come out as they had in the beginning. Um, and they really showed out. Collins had three touchdowns um, last week. So I talked to Coach Huff a little bit about that after the game. He said that, that you know, they had a hard time getting their running game going, but once they do get that run game going, it's hard to stop them as well. And then you got Huff who has really good receivers. You got Houston Thomas and Dalton Carnes and, you know, people like that. Um, so we really saw an all around effort from them. Defense still very aggressive and, you know, has that fight in them. 
So that'll be really interesting. Obviously, they have a off week um, this week, and then they play Lufkin at home, which is going to be a big one for them to come back from. But I think this off week came at a really, really good time for them. Um, you know, I talked to Coach Huff a little bit. He said this is a time for them maybe to kind of get a little bit healthier, um, which is the first time we've kind of heard that maybe something, you know, I don't know if an injury happened or, or whatever, but he said it was a good time for them to get healthier. Um, and I think especially with a big opponent like Lufkin, who could kind of switch things up on you, um, you know, later on down the line, um, I think it, it came at a really good time that they have this a big win and then um, an off week for them. For sure. And kind of as a side note in that <laughs> District 8, 5A Division One, kind of a outlying score last week magnolia west they beat caney creek 97 to 0 caney creek was held to negative 10 yards of total offense you know i'm not too sure what happened over there but that's kind of crazy that is a very lopsided score yeah totally um i thought i had to look at it twice when i saw it um 97 to 0 wow um yeah magnolia west obviously we know they're going to be a tough contender for college Christian down the line. I believe they end the regular season with them. Um, but then, you know, college station after Lufkin, they have Cleveland and, um, and Canyon Creek. So um, I think maybe depending on how Lufkin goes, they'll, they'll be able to kind of come back in those next two weeks before facing Magnolia West, um, which we know is probably going to be a really good um, matchup and really tough game to win for them. Sure. Well, coming up next here on the Brazos Sports Prepscast, we're joined by Josh Criswell, sports editor of the Huntsville Item, breaking down last week's game between Rudder and Huntsville and previewing Huntsville versus AM Consolidated this Friday. All right. Well, welcome back. We're joined now with Josh Criswell, the sports editor at the Huntsville Item. We're looking ahead to the biggest game of the week here in the Brazos Valley. Biggest game of the state, honestly, maybe. It's AM Consolidated. They're traveling to face the Huntsville Hornets. Josh, how are we doing today? Doing fantastic. You just can't wait for Friday to finally get here and hope when the, uh, the weather cooperates with us, we might have some perfect football weather for maybe the best game in the state this season in Class 5A. Absolutely. Well, before we get to the big game of the week, I want to look back last week because you came to Bryan College Station and uh, covered Huntsville playing Rudder, and that was a big game to open district play. And uh, Josh and Abigail, y'all were both there. And so I kind of real quick want to get y'all's takes on what, what you thought from that game. We knew that this was going to be a test for the Rudder offense against Huntsville's really strong defense, and the Hornets won that battle. The Rangers were pressured. They made critical turnovers early and got into a hole that was really hard to recover from. They rallied back, got within a score, but Huntsville put it away in the fourth quarter with those two scores. Um, Abigail, I'll go to you first. You know, what, what did this loss mean for Rudder? I mean, they started off with all the momentum. They've, yeah. they've got playmakers, weren't able to get those plays, and started district play with kind of a sour taste in their mouth. Yeah, we talked about it last week. This was going to be the toughest defense that they'd faced the entire season. Um, we saw what their offense can do, but we could we hadn't seen what they could do with a tough defense. And it kind of gave them a little bit of a reality check, um, saying, like, we're still in a tough district. We're not going to, like, run over anybody in this district, really. It's going to be tough all the way through. Um, we have guys who are, you know, their records are 4-1 and one or better in this district. So um, we really saw that. 
um, that that Huntsville was able to like really stop um, Rutgers offense, who had been pretty unstoppable the past few weeks. Um, you know, they had a, they, um, you know, Lee had an interception early. He ran it back. They got the ball back, you know, um, after throwing their own interception. Then they, then they settled for a field goal on fourth, and I think it was two maybe or something like that. Um, that that's when I kind of thought, oh, no, this is maybe not going to go the way that they want to um, if they're settling for that, um, especially when they got guys like Azar, Lee. Um, you got Wallace who could maybe run in there real quick. But um, that's when I thought things started to shift a little bit. Um, you saw Huntsville, obviously, their defense, um, one of the best. But um, really hurt the passing game when you stop Izar, um from and that league connection. Um, it's really hard to get anything going um, for Rudder on their offense. They don't really have a running back that can really do anything. Um, we saw Huntsville, obviously, um, ha- has Butcher Mc- McLean who can do, um, do the running for them, and then A.J. Wilson as well throwing. But um, I think it was definitely a reality check for Rudder, um, and I think it's going to have a lot to do with how they come back um, this week against Lake Creek. Yeah, and Josh, on the flip side, big win for Huntsville out the gates, and, I mean, now they get another big test week two of district play. You know, what did that win do for the Hornets starting district action last Friday? You know, I think it's really big for them because I think Brian Rudder is going to be one of the teams in the district that's probably going to be competing. I think you're going to have Huntsville and Consol in those top two spots. And then Rudder is going to be one of those teams that I think is going to be fighting for a third or potentially to mess things up, you know, for those top two teams and sneak and get a two spot. So I think it was big for them just getting that win early. Um, And I think it was big for Huntsville for one thing on each side of the ball. Uh, Big thing was the running game. You had Justin Butcher who went off for three touchdowns in the first half. And then he get, goes down with a little bit of a leg injury. They turn the keys over to Jalen McLean, and he comes in and it doesn't skip a beat, finishes, I think, with 164 yards and two touchdowns. And that's coming off of a couple of games where the Huntsville offense really sputtered. So it, it, what I thought was interesting, too, was they came out of the gates. There's a lot of wins, so they kind of were forced to go power back style, and they just marched right down the field, got a score running the ball. Um, so I think that's a big boost of confidence for an offense that was maybe lacking in that at some point, you know, in the previous weeks. And then the defensive side, Abigail mentioned the the huge interception return by Keith Lee that that happens. And you're thinking all of a sudden early in the game, Rudder has all the momentum and if they go up and score here, they're going to take the lead. Right. And then just like we saw the week before, you know, against CE King, they're down at the goal line and they're on the seven yard line with four plays to win it. And Huntsville's defensive line just, blows up the offensive line and makes a stop in the backfield for like four straight plays. So I think that's something that really showed, you know, coming off of that, I think the goal line stand was a, a big statement for them. But I think there were several times where Rudder got into scoring position and then Huntsville's defensive line just absolutely took over the game, whether it was a sack, a tackle for loss. I mean, they had a kid come in, you know, one of their starters was out. His first varsity start comes in. And I think like the fourth play he was in, gets a strip sack that Huntsville recovers and just completely turns the momentum forever. Yeah, well, now let's look ahead to the big game this week. It's at Bauer Stadium Friday night, the number three Tigers at the number 10 Hornets, two unbeaten teams going at it for the district lead early. This is the Harris ratings game of the week in the state. So 
Let, let's look at some keys to the game. Abigail, we'll go with you first. You know, what is a key to a console win, and what would a win do for the Tigers? Yeah, obviously, other than the district lead, of course, um, over Huntsville. But um, we've, we've talked a little bit about it. Obviously, they had to um, replace some big hitters this season. We weren't sure how that was going to work for them. Um, we know how Fedora is, so um, we're pretty confident in them coming back with something. But I think if they're able to get this big win at Huntsville, they're really going to prove like, hey, you know, we can still do it even with all these people that we lost um, and we're still in the top. Um, but what they're going to need to do, obviously, is get past that Huntsville defense. Um, now, what I think is going to be different for them, obviously, than Rudder, is that they do have that run game. Um, they do have something like, um, and guys like that who can really take over. Um, they're not only focusing, like, you know, Rudder, really, if you stop Ezar, if you stop Lee from connecting, it's really hard to get anything going because their passing attack is so strong, um, and that's really what they rely on. Now, Consol, not so much. You do have Kyle Willis, who is able to make those throws, is able to make those big plays, but um, he doesn't necessarily always have to. He's also a little bit um, smarter than Ezar in the, in the fact that, um, you know, we saw Ezar last week. Um, he was, you know, pressured. He was running out, out of bounds, and he threw it. Um, and that was one of his first interceptions. Um, Kyle Willis, he's a little, you know, he's a little bit smarter about like where he goes and stuff like that. Um, but you do have the run game to really rely on. Obviously, we've seen um, Consol's defense and what they can do. So a little bit different than Rudder there, obviously. Um, Consol does have that run game coming in. They do have a stronger defense. We've seen Rudder's defense kind of fall flat in a, a few games that we didn't expect them to, um, much less against, you know, Huntsville. So um, I think that's kind of where they're going to shine a little bit and where, where it'll be different than um, when Rudder played Huntsville last week. And Josh, you know, what do you, what do you really think is a key to a Huntsville win and what would a victory do for the Hornets? Yeah, you know, I, I think for the Hornets and, you know, for Consol in this, in this fact, you know, I think what a win does is a win sets you up where obviously both of them have a tough schedule ahead. We're very early in league play. But you're looking at, you know, if you go out and get a win this week, you have to figure you're going to be the favorite in every single regular season game you have for the rest of the year. And then all of a sudden, if you do that, you know, you're talking about historic seasons and all-time great seasons in your program's history. So I think the thing that's really interesting about this game, especially because of how dominant both of them have been early, you know, coming in undefeated, I think the winner of this game has a very realistic chance of going undefeated in the regular season. So I think that'd be a huge accomplishment for both of those programs um, and obviously give them confidence moving into the playoffs. Um, but a key for a Huntsville win, I'm going to go to the offensive side of the ball. I think Huntsville's defense, just like Consol's, is going to – they're going to get theirs. They're going to make big plays and make big stops. I think the key for Huntsville is can they get the big plays out of junior quarterback A.J. Wilson, he's a guy we've seen flashes of so far. He's electric with his legs, but he also has a tremendous arm. And he has a couple of really good playmakers on the, on the outside. You know, they use Butcher on the outside as well as at running back. McLean, they like to throw to out of the backfield. And then Jordan Woodbury is probably one of the most underrated receivers and returners in the district. So I think if A.J. Wilson is able to make big plays, maybe you see him make those X-factor plays of 30 or more yards, you know, four or five times throughout the game. 
I think Huntsville is going to have a good chance to win because their kicker, Christian Avalar, you get him inside 45 yards and he's in his comfort range. So he can, he can get points on the board if Huntsville's able to get a couple of those big chunk plays to get them in scoring position. Well, uh, I think it's no question that this is going to be a huge matchup this Friday. We've broken it down. We've discussed the key elements of the game. So I'm looking forward to Friday night uh, in Huntsville. I think we're going to get a really good one there at Bauer Stadium. Well, Josh, before you go, uh, can you can you let everybody know how they can find you on Twitter and how to follow your work online and get updates from the game on Friday? Yeah, absolutely. You know, follow me on Twitter at item underscore Chriswell. And then also um, go to itemonline.com slash sports. We'll have live updates, highlights from the sideline, everything like that. Um, and then also I'll be doing the sideline reporting on KSAM 101.7. So if you can pick us up over there by chance, you know, you can tune in and hear the call right there. Awesome. Well, Josh, thanks again for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right, and up next, we're going to preview the biggest games of the week here in the Brazos Valley. All right, here we go. Final segment of the yeah. Brazos Sports Preps cast. We're looking ahead to some of the other big area games this week, week 10 of the high school football season. If you're a small school, if you're a big school, <laughs> not quite. Yeah. But speaking of big schools, let's, uh, let's go around the horn. We got a couple – Brian ISD, we'll touch on them, their schools. Uh, so, Rudder, they're going on the road this week. They're playing Montgomery Lake Creek. I think the biggest question to me is how will the Rangers respond? And the Lions are 4-1, and one, and they're coming off a convincing win over Fulshire last week. And, you know, I'm really curious how Rudder responds in this game, and this is not an easy matchup for them. No, not at all. I mean, after coming off of Huntsville, obviously – um, we knew that was a game that was important to them because they lost last year um, at the end there. But um, this week doesn't get any better. Um, but I think the difference between Rudder right now um, is that they do have the fight um, and they do have the guys to win. I, they do have the guys to later on in the district, you know, come in third or, you know, I think like Josh even mentioned, maybe even push somebody out of second. They do have the guys to do that. They didn't start off obviously well on the right foot. But they did get close to Huntsville. They got within, you know, it was 22-17 um, in the second half. So um, they just kind of need it all to click again. Obviously, um, I think, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to need to see somebody maybe come out in the run game, somebody come up strong for them. Um, because then if you got these defenses that are really going to stop your passing game, then what else can you do? Um, but Mo Montgomery Lake Creek is not going to be any easier. You got um, – Dayton Sweeting, Sweeting um, and Ty Sexton. Sweeting um, is their guy. He runs for them. Um, he's all over their stat sheet. Um, he's usually the guy that is in the end zone. So they're going to need to watch out for him as well. Um, and their defense um, does great too. They've, they've held their last two teams, I believe, to one touchdown. Um, so yeah, an, another hard um, test for Rudder. Um, it's not going to get any easier, but I do think that the, if they're able to kind of settle in, um, calm down offensively, and kind of just put that game out of their mind um, from last week, um, they'll be able to, to at least put up a fight against Lake Creek. Sure. Well, looking at Brian now, they're home against Belton, who's already 2-0 in district play. 
you know, we've already kind of touched on it. This is kind of the middle of a tough three-game stretch for the Vikings. They play Colleen Shoemaker next, who's also 2-0 in district play. You know, what What are you seeing – what do you need to see from the Vikings this week, Abigail, coming off that tough loss to uh, Temple? Yeah, you know, um, I, I think, you know, I mentioned it earlier, their defense. Um, their defense is good. Um, I think we need to really see them step up again a little bit here. Um, and, um, you know, offensively, I know they were pretty close throughout, um, but maybe seeing a little bit more firepower from them. We know they have the guys. We know they have good in um, and people like that. So um, I think it's just really about, you know, they'll be coming back home. Um, obviously, it's another um, tough team. They're not going to have a great road. They got Colleen Shoemaker, then they got um, – who, who who they got after that, Alex? They um, after Colleen Shoemaker. Yeah, they got a they got a couple of big ones coming in, obviously. Um, so it's going to be a tough road, but um, I think if they're able to get you know a little bit, uh, it'll be a tight game maybe. Um, it, whether it be with Belton or Shoemaker, um, if they're able to show a little bit of fight in either of those games. Um, I think it'll give them some confidence, obviously, coming off that simple loss um, on the road. And they, they also, you know, they have to remember that they did win against Parker Heights to start off the season after having two weeks off. Um, so I think they just got to remember that. But, yeah, who, who do they have after Shoemaker? So I pulled up their schedule. Brian, they've got Belton, Colleen Shoemaker, and then they go, go home. Fi- home finale November 15th uh, against Colleen. And then they right. finish the year at Coppers Cove and at Colleen Ellison. Those last three games, all three teams are 0 and 2 in district play starting out. So yeah. you got to think you got to think the Vikings are going to have a good shot in those games. Uh, it's just right. what happens these next two weeks. You know, if if they yeah. can if they can split these next two weeks at the least, I mean they're in great shape heading down the home stretch, putting themselves in playoff contention. Something that sure. you know some people didn't expect from them this year. Yeah, or even just put up a fight, really. I would just love to see them um, be competitive in certain areas. And um, really, we don't want these – I'm sure they don't either. They don't want these next two games to be really blowouts or, like, you know, when you get to the fourth quarter, it's like, okay, let's hurry up. But um, because you do got that stretch at the end where you, they really could be, you know, they could get those guys there at the end. But um want to see something from them, obviously, in these next two weeks against Felton and then Shoemaker. Pretty tough team. For sure. Well, shifting gears here, we've got three district championships to be decided this week at the small school levels. And we've already discussed the big game in Walker County, but if you go up the road, I-45, about 50 miles, you're going to find probably one of the biggest small school games of the week, Norman G, traveling to Centerville. These two Leon County rivals, they're squaring off for a bid at the district's top seed this Friday at Tiger Stadium. Normandy, they're unbeaten. They stayed undefeated last week, getting past winless Alto. I was kind of shocked at that one. They've only won by two scores. But with a win, the Panthers, they could secure their first district championship outright since 2015. Centerville, on the other hand, you know, we were kind of questioning what was going to happen there for a second after they lost to Leon and then struggled against Alto. But Centerville's won three straight games since that loss to the Cougars. And now the Tigers are in position to win their third straight district championship. And they'd be in the driver's seat in that district with a win over Norman G on Friday night. These are two teams we're familiar with. We know what Mason Hardy and Isaiah Jones bring to the table for Norman G. We know that 
Centerville, they've kind of had to change things up on offense. They lost Paxton Hancock, but, you know, they've kind of had some guys emerge these last couple weeks, and they've really turned to Dylan Denman, which is a really smart move for the Tigers. He's such a threat at receiver, and you have Brent Roberts at quarterback. He can make those throws out there, make the, make those passes where he can just go up and get them, or just throw a screen to him and, and <laughs> let him have one-on-one yeah. with the defender on the outside. That works often, too. Yeah. So – huge game this Friday there in Centerville, Abigail. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. You're going to be out there. Um, it should be a good one, Alex. Um, we've talked about this before. Obviously, Centerville um, had a little abrupt time. We didn't think that they would, um, you know, lose to Leon necessarily, or at least we thought it would be a little bit closer. Um, but then they come back and went, they win three straight. And they're still a strong team. Um, it's not like it's going to be a blowout or anything this week by any means, I don't think. Um, two great quarterbacks again. Uh, you got Roberts and, and Hardy. Now, last time um, we talked about this, um, the quarterback kind of duel. Hardy won, obviously, um, a couple weeks ago. But um, it should be a good one. I mean, Norman G last week, I was really surprised to see that score. Um, I thought, you know, if anything, I'll go one score. Sure. Sure. Um, but I, I know you're not get a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but um, I think that might have just been a little bit of a fluke um, on on Normandy's defense. Um, I still think that they're pretty strong. Obviously, even, even if their defense isn't as strong, you've got those big guys on offense. You've got Hardy. You've got, like you said, Isaiah Jones. Um, to go at it, but um, defensive-wise, obviously last week they weren't able to really stop the rushing game, and that's really where um, also shined a little bit. Um, and we saw the Centerville in Centerville game this week. Um, Lavaldrick Phillips um, obviously is able to kind of come out for them and really do it. Well, you can had a pretty breakout game. Well, what I will do. So, um, it'll be a pretty even matchup. Obviously, Normandy hasn't lost this season. Um, so, I'm sure Sandoval is looking to knock them down no, a little bit um, on that front. But, um, yeah, it's going to be for the district title and um, it should be a tough one. For sure. Well, looking at some other ones here in District 12, 2A Division One, Thorndale traveling to Hearn. Hearn's kind of flown under the radar this year, you know, (laughs) and a win Friday would allow the Eagles to secure the district's top playoff seat. They're unbeaten this season. They're 6-0, 4-0 in district play. Remember, they had to cancel those two games early. We didn't get to see them play Franklin. Everybody was excited for that one. And now they've lost their – or they won, excuse me. They've won their last three games by a margin of 122-7. to Now, they haven't been playing that great of teams, but – you're still winning games by a considerable margin. They held Rosebud Law and Thrall scoreless. And now comes the big test Friday. They're playing Thorndale. And this is the Bulldogs' regular season finale. So not only is the district championship on the line, but this is it for Thorndale before the playoffs. They've wrapped up a playoff spot already. Yeah, totally. And, man, imagine if they had played Franklin. I mean, what a matchup that would have been. Um, but, yeah, no, Hurden's been doing really well this season. Um, obviously undefeated. Their defense is very strong, and we've seen it just looking at the scores um, that they've won. Obviously, like you said, these teams aren't as tough that they've been playing, um, but Thorndale, um, they're 6-2 and two on the season. Um, every matchup that they've won this season has been pretty close. 
Um, whereas Hearn, we've seen them blow out, uh, you know, a few teams here and there. Obviously, you said, um, you know, 122 to 7. I mean, wow. Um, so um, I, I think if Hearn's able to kind of come out um, pretty strong, maybe get a couple scores there early, um, I think it's going to be hard for, for um, Thordell to catch up a little bit. I don't think it's going to be um, – I don't think Hearn's going to blow them out of the water like they have been in the in the past few games. Obviously, this is probably their toughest opponent in the last few weeks. Um, but you know, they, they have the defense to go behind, um, and I think if, if they if they strike early, it's going to be hard to slow them down and, and slow that confidence down if Thorndale wants to have a chance there at the end. For sure, and closing up our our uh, outlook on some of these other games in District 13. 2A, Division 2. Granger, they're traveling to Snook. And by my count, history would be made in Snook Friday night if the Blue Jays win as they would claim their first district title in school history. You know, Snook started the month with that loss to Burton. They lost 36-0. We were kind of surprised by that. But Blue Jays, they've won back-to-back games over Somerville and Bartlett. And now – they, they're in line to compete for the district title this week. A victory Friday would also give Snook the top seed in the playoffs. And since Snook beat Iola, I believe the Blue Jays will finish no worse than second in the district. Now, that's dependent on how Burton finishes. I had to go back and look. Um, there's a lot of games to be played. That's one of the districts where they're trying to make up games. They're playing like every five days. They're actually playing two games tonight, a Wednesday. Um Burton, Milano, Iola, and Bartlett are playing, all playing today. So, yeah, this is a big one out in Snook Friday night. Yeah, they definitely have a chance to do a few things here, like you said, um, get the top seed of the playoffs, obviously, depending on how these other games go, um, but also um, get that district title. I mean, this is the first year that they've had that, that, the stadium with them. First time they've ever had a homecoming game, true homecoming game. Um, so this really could be a very historic, it's already historic for Snook in, in different ways, but this could add, add, um, add to the roster there a little bit. Um, it'll be a tough one, though. I mean, you don't you don't have an easy one in Granger. Um, you know, Granger, I believe that they haven't lost this season. Um, they got a strong quarterback in Thomas Rhodes. Um, they're pretty consistent. Um, I believe last week they, you know, scored four straight touchdowns. Um, so they're pretty consistent in kind of in their passing game and things like that. Um, Snook, I think it'll be, it's going to be important for them. Um, obviously, they had a lot of writing in that first, um, that home opener um, in, their, in their new stadium, and they ended up losing that one um, barely, but they ended up losing that one. Um, so I think it's going to be important for them to just kind of maybe wipe all of that history making out of their heads. Um, it's just another game. It's just, just another week. Um, for them, I think that's going to be really important for them to just kind of calm down, um, do what they need to do. We've seen what they can do. They, they have that little bit of confidence coming off those two straight wins um, after losing to Burton, which, like you said, we were pretty surprised about that. We thought that would be a little bit um, tougher of a fight from both. But um, I think it's going to be really important for them to just kind of focus on this game alone and not really try to do too much, um, just do what they can and, and do what they're good at. Sure, and we've got a lot of other small school action in the Brazos Valley this week. You can check the eagle.com 
for a breakdown of where each area's school stands in the playoff race as the regular season winds down. And I, I went and caught some Monday night football action this week, yeah. Bremond. And so you can go read my in-depth look on how Bremond's bounced back with the two wins and their altered football season. We didn't even get to talk about Bremond. They're <laughs> playing Mart on Saturday. That's a yeah. huge game. So Bremond taking on number one Mart this Saturday, 6 p.m., I believe, is kickoff for that. So, and we've got reporters all over the Brazos Valley this Friday. Abigail is going to be out in Huntsville covering AM Consolidated in Huntsville. Yeah. I will be in Centerville covering Norman G. Centerville. Our Travis L. Brown, he's going to be at Thorndale and Hearn. And we've got our stringer, Leah Musgrave. She's going to be in Snook covering Granger and Snook. So follow all of them on social media. Follow at Brazos Sports. Please tweet us your score updates so we can keep track yeah. of what's going on. And yeah, Big Friday night here in the Brazos Valley. Big one. <laughs> I feel like we say that every week, but this one really, this, one's this really one really, <laughs> this one really is actually. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for today. Um, be sure to like and subscribe to the Brazos Sports Prepscast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Tune in each week for the latest in Brazos Valley high school football. So for Abigail Ochoa, I'm Alex Miller. Thanks again. We'll see you next week, everyone. Bye.